it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Welcome back to the second part of this story, which is about the writing of the story, because of course, the way Lisa does things is not to have a story ready to go. It was to figure out that there was a story, find a venue to share the story, sell a few tickets and then write the story. Because <laughs> if no one was going to come, you know, I just, anyway, I, I had a pretty good sense of what I wanted to say, but I went into full-blown writing mode, which is also called full-blown procrastination. <laughs> You know, I would get out a little bit, feel really good about that. Think, no, I need to be in the right headspace to do this. Sure. Uh, I think the kids were on school holidays, I think. Um, and and I knew the deadline was coming, but it felt like it was plenty of room. Look, I just needed to, to get what was in my head all down on paper. <laughs> I mean, you can hear the naivety. And I was even kind of aware. Uh, and then then kind of the heart palpitations start when you realize time is ticking by and you're probably at a thousand words and it needs to be a lot longer than that. But I had full trust. I had full trust in this process. I had full trust that it would come out and get done. Look, I am a little bit of a last minuter. Uh, at the best of times, I love a good deadline. Deadlines motivate me. And uh, I had a pretty big one. I was literally going to be sitting on a stage with people staring at me. <laughs> so I needed to, to figure it out, right? So the writing process was really, really interesting because it was so much harder than I thought, not in ways that I thought. The words flowed beautifully. They, they really, honestly, it flowed so beautifully. I could, uh, it, was a, it was just a beautiful thing. It wasn't an issue that I had with writing. The issue was that it was just so hard to write about certain things. I cried a lot through the writing of Harvest. Because as I got clear on what the story was, I knew where I wanted to take people. I knew the arc of the story. I knew how this would roll. And I knew I had to punctuate it with examples and, and parts of the story, right? Parts of my life that I, you know, uh, Part of the conversation that I can have with people in my life, but on stage with people who don't know me you know, as well and that was it was going to feel pretty vulnerable to share it. 
I knew it. I, I just, I found it hard because there's aspects to it all that are easier to forget. So the story was a love story, but it wasn't a love story between my late husband and I. It was actually a love story with myself. But I only got there. I could only reap the harvest by living what I lived. And I needed to share bits of it. But I only wanted to share the bits that helped the story, right? It's not about sharing everything about my past or, you know, airing dirty laundry. That's not what, that's not what good storytelling is about. I needed to share the bits that mattered to the story, which meant I needed to get clear on, on which bits that they were. And I, and I really went through a lot. I really went through a lot of tough, tough memories that are there and I lived, but I don't, I don't live them in my conscious mind every day, you know, uh, and I, there was a lot that I brought to the service. Most of it, you know, 70% of it didn't make it into the story. But there were some, some bits that actually did. And, and the story really goes right, right, right back. And, and then, you know, I knew that I was going to be sharing things on stage that felt hard for me to share. I wondered if what I was writing was speakable. And there's, you know, I didn't write Harvest. As soon as it finished, everyone was asking me to have it as a book. Uh, it ended up close to 10,000 words. It was about 9,600 words. I thought it was finished the day before at about, well, I actually shared it on my stories at 7,777 words, <laughs> which of course I looked up the meaning of those angel numbers. Um, but then it ended up, I just, there were bits that needed to be improved. A big thanks to, to Amy who did an amazing proofread and just shared with me things that, you know, she encouraged me to flesh a few bits out that perhaps I didn't want to, but that needed extra context. And of course, when your story is your own, you know it. And, and as soon as she said that, I thought, yeah, no, there's improvements that I need to make here. So I was finishing writing that story. I was still tweaking Harvest at like 10.30 a.m. And I was going on stage that night at 7 p.m. What? So it was a pretty big deal. <laughs> it was like right down to the wire. But I wanted to do a really good job and uh, – and you know, I knew I wasn't giving myself loads of time. I, I, I wrote in chunks and so I could reflect on some of the bits and improve some of the bits, but pulling it all together was a really, really big task. It was huge. It was totally consuming to me. And I, I kind of went off grid for the kids. I'm not too sure what we ate in that week leading up to harvest. And Amy, amazing Amy um, from my team and who is also a, just a treasured, treasured friend of mine, uh, flew down from Brisbane, cooked us some food. She came on in. She was amazing. It was really important to me that in writing the story, I was honouring Nick 
and and our love. And I was conscious. <laughs> you know, I was like, he's going to be in the room. He'll be listening to this. And I know the story is mine to tell. But I really wanted to write in a way just for myself that allowed me to honour what was. I know that everyone must have opinions on who he was, on what it was like to live with and love someone struggling with alcohol addiction. But no one will actually ever know. And so I wanted to choose bits that reflected how fucking hard it was, but also just the magic of our love over the years. You know, it was pretty extraordinary and uh, problematic and all the things. So the writing of it took me on a really big deep dive into that. And as I was writing, I felt things falling into place in my body like in my being, I started to be someone who who lived this story. I mean, it's the truth of my story as best as I can tell it. And I felt myself starting to own it, like really own it. I could see it and I could only see it because I was writing it. Back in that first episode, that advice to just get writing. There is so much power in that craft. I felt a feeling of acknowledgement of myself and what I have lived through that I hadn't really felt before. It was an acknowledgement of Nick and his internal battle. And it was... uh, You know, definitely an acknowledgement of our love. That was real. You know, it was actually intoxicating to write this story. And I felt myself expanding. I don't know how else to explain it, but there was this expansion and embodiment and like a, oh, I don't know. It was like a, it was a grounding thing to do, but this very, very expansive thing to do. And and I felt myself shifting internally. It was like a huge recalibration. I, you know, I'd just been through all this stuff with my body and then suddenly, and then I was, I was just, I was writing this story and it was having a very, very profound effect on me. And so, of course, when that stuff starts to happen, things around you start to shift as well. Like we all know our our external world is a reflection of what's going on internally, right? And I had called in this expansion. I was ready for something to shift, ready for, you know, just a new way of being myself. And, And I was shaking it up. I was shaking things up and (laughs) of course it's probably right then that certain things start to become very obvious and certain things start to fall away in these times and so while I was writing Harvest I 
was also grieving the loss of my relationship that ended. And I haven't shared about this publicly. I just, I don't really feel like it right now. But it was, it's important to sharing this story (laughs) to say like, it was a really, it was, it has been a truly profound and life-changing time for me and process for me. It was brutal, I must say, writing about one grief and then being in the throes of it, another one that I'm still in, to be honest. But there's kind of this part of me that's like, of course, of course, Lisa. And like with all things, I trust. I mean, it would have been better timing at a different time, but it also couldn't have been any other time, if you know what I mean. It's a it's a recalibration time and I don't know what's going to happen with all of that, but all I know is that my my process of writing this story, my ownership of the story, my expansion as Lisa and embodying it all, it all and expressing it changed a lot of things. It has changed a lot of things in my life. And while some of it looks like it's for the worst, it's all for the better. I trust that completely you know we had this moment where that was going down I was beside myself I had no idea how I was going to get this thing done I mean it was just it was a really crazy time and and I was like I don't know this feels like a little bit too much for me right now and so then of course the universe gave me the chance to pull out. I got a call from the, or we got an email from the venue saying, I am so sorry, but we have double booked your time. Could you please start an hour earlier and then everyone will have to leave sort of pretty quickly? I was like, what? And so it was like, okay, what do we do? Um, We're not booked out. I could refund people their money and then choose a new time. If I wanted, I could just give myself this time off to experience this, you know, breakup that I was going through and just not put pressure on myself. And I I just, nah, the story needed to be written. I needed to see this through. And so I held tight. I held strong with the venue and I said, no, I'm not going to um, change the time and I'm not going to pick a different day. So you just, that's my answer. Uh, and... And then they just said, what about half an hour? And I didn't respond. And then, because I thought, no, this is, this is all happening. I am, I will get this done. This story will be written and it will be told. And that is the time. And, and this is a little test and I'm not, not buying into that one. And 24 hours later, they messaged and said, okay, it's fine. Things have been, um, changed and you've got your normal time and I thought yeah I do it was always going to be that night that venue this story 
So I kept writing and I wrote through heartbreak, uh, about heartbreak. And I got up and, and I shared the story and I, I had no idea how it would be received, but I will share that in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I have a quick favor to ask you. Firstly, if you got value from this podcast and you know someone else who might be interested in listening, it helps so much when you go ahead and share that you have enjoyed the podcast. You can do that on your social platforms or even when you're just chatting to your friends. I so appreciate that. And the other thing, I know it might take like 30 seconds of your time, but we love reading your reviews of the podcast. You can go ahead and do that on your podcast platform of choice. It really, really makes my day to read them and to know that this stuff is valuable to you. Thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate you being here.